Welcome back to the Toolkit Depot studio. Well, we've got one state of origin game down. We've got a couple more to go. There's no better bloke to talk about it than Scott Sattler. Of course, he's part of the SN, SEN and NRL Nation family. Scott, welcome to the show. Hey, Duff. How are you? I'm going all right, mate. And yourself? Really well, really well. Uh, it's always exciting time of the year, but um, even more so, I suppose, halfway mark and you know, who's travelling well, who's disappointed so far, and and then uh, and then obviously Origin two coming up with both teams picked. It's um, pretty exciting, actually. Well, let's get on to that. Who is travelling well and who has been disappointing? Well, everyone thought Penrith may. Uh, may I suppose start to dip in in their um, in their results because they lost some really key players, but they've gone to another level defensively. I mean, they're only conceding 11 points per game, which is unheard of in the modern game. So they're so far ahead of everyone else from a defensive point of view. And then the Brisbane Broncos, I think, are a team that can win the comp as well. South and Melbourne still uh, up there and abouts as well. Uh, South are always going to be a real dangerous team on their day, but probably the most disappointing teams have been the Roosters, who I, I thought would, would play out as one of the final two teams come October, grand final day, and, and the North Queensland Cowboys, who just started, to, just started to find a little bit of form, but uh, both those clubs have probably been the most, the most disappointing so far. Cowboys got a big game coming up against the Panthers on Friday night, Scott. Yeah, and with the Panthers without Cleary and five other players playing Origin, and the Cowboys themselves have got five players that are out as well. But there's some positions where where I feel as though the Cowboys uh, may have a little bit of an edge just with Dearden playing and Chad Townsend playing. There are a couple of Kiwis in their side that aren't eligible for for State of Origin as well. Scott Drinkwater, their fullback. So, yeah, the both of them, both, both clubs are have been um, incapacitated. But in saying that, at home, I, I don't know, I'm flipping a coin at the moment. I think the Cowboys may may get a win. And it's all about timing. It's about getting teams at particular times of the year. And uh, I remember when we won the comp, we, we, played, we played the Broncos during origin time. They were out their origin stars. We had a good win against them. We played Newcastle without their origin stars and we had a good win against them. It just... It just adds a little bit more, um, not only improvement, but adds a little bit more confidence to your squad as well when you get those wins along the way. Scott Drinkwater, that's a great name. Do you know one of the most famous publicans in WA used to run the Rose Hotel in Bunbury? His name was John Drinkwater. That's a great name for a publican. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, um, Shane Flanagan looks like he will be the, the new Dragons coach. What do you make of that? Well, I think he's probably the best candidate, even though there's there's many quarters out there, and I, I tend to sort of lean this way as well, that because of his involvement at the Cronulla Sharks and, and oversaw a program which was suspended for because of uh, performance-enhancing supplements and then yeah, breached, uh, breached him when it came to his suspension with not making contact. You know, a lot of areas, a lot of murky areas around that time, which many believe that he probably shouldn't be involved in a head coaching role and overseeing a group of young men again in the game. Yeah, be an assistant coach, go and coach in England, whatever it may be, and or coach in the country, but a country rugby league, but being a, the head NRL coach, um, yeah, a lot of people tend to believe that um, he should, probably shouldn't be put in that capacity. So to get the role, you had to look at the candidates, and there was a couple of very good young candidates who haven't been head coaches before 
and Dean Young, who's uh, a Dragons great and part of Dragons DNA. Ben Hornby, who was their captain when they won the comp in, in 2010. They're assistant coaches at the moment. Uh, but that club needs a head coach with experience. You know, the criteria needs to be quite specific, Duff. Uh, a coach that's had uh, X amount of years' experience, has played finals football in consecutive, you know, two or three years in a row. To win a competition as a coach is probably um, just a, a cherry on top. But also he's overseen, you know, some recruitment, understands the salary cap, all those areas which... The Dragons really need someone who's very proficient at all of that. So out of all the candidates, I suppose Shane Flanagan's the, probably the one that ticks most of those boxes, if not all of them. I probably would have looked at maybe a Michael Maguire who won a cop at South. He's the assistant to Quickie Stewart at the moment, uh, the Canberra Raiders. I probably would have looked at a Michael Maguire, but for, for some reason I never heard his name. So, But at this stage, they've just got to come to an agreement now and it looks as though that Flanagan will take over in 2024. He's still the assistant coach at Manly and he'll remain in that position at this stage until the end of the season. So uh, you sound like you've got mixed feelings about it. Are you comfortable enough with a person like Shane Flanagan being back in control of an NRL club? Um, Well, time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah, I've I suppose I'm a big believer of giving people a second chance as well, and uh, his second chance, at, you know, was when he was given the suspension, and based on the the conditions around that, that was his second chance, and then he breached that second chance. So, time will tell whether he's, you know, whether he's he's learnt from his mistakes in the past, and he's going to be uh, a better coach because of it, not because of the way you coach on the field, but holistically, you know, how you, you know, whether you take the the duty of care and when it comes to to young men and their careers, uh, whether he's learned from that that experience, well, time will tell. So, uh, as I get older, Duff, I'm starting to soften a little bit. Put you, it are, that way. you are, you're mellowing, mate. You're not the same bloke that laid that tackle in that grand final. Latrell <laughs> L- 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 Mitchell, is he going to be? It sounds like he's going to play in Origin two. Do you think he's going to be physically ready given the preparations he's had? A special player. He's you know he's one of those players that. Only comes around every so often, and we've got a small group of them at the moment. You know, the likes of him and Tommy Trebojevic and and yeah, Reece Walsh, those sort of players. So, even though he wouldn't have played for three and a half weeks to four weeks, he seems to be the sort of player that many say that has to have a lot of runs under his belt. Now, he has to be match fit, um, but he's a special player, and he loves big moments. He loves to play that alpha male role. And uh, I'm not convinced he's going to play yet. I think they're going to. You know, he's not going to be able to do a lot of running and a lot of explosive running uh, before the game on Wednesday. The, the South Sydney physio, Eddie Farrer, who's a tremendous physio, he's actually gone into camp on two days, Wednesday, Friday, just to monitor and sit alongside the New South Wales Origin staff as well, their training staff, just to make sure that they're following the program that Latrell gets. Because you've got to remember, Origin doesn't pay their wages. Their clubs do. So South Sydney are making sure that their Ferrari, who is Latrell Mitchell, is ensuring that if he's going to play Origin next Wednesday, that he comes back to the South Sydney Rabbitohs um, in better condition, um, or as good condition as possible. So I can see a lot of people are jumping up and down about this, but if you want to protect their assets, which is Cam Murray, your captain, who's going in with a groin injury, Latrell Mitchell with a calf injury, you're going to make sure that you're going to make a decision based on how they're going to finish the season or whether they're going to be there on the first Sunday of October, not whether they win the Origin Series. So I think there's still further developments to come when it comes to Latrell. 
Reese Walsh, I love what he said after the game, uh, State of Origin 1. He said, they think they are better than everyone else down there in blue. And uh, then when he talked about the ramifications of that, he said, come come out here and bash me. It's going to be interesting, yeah. the, the, the first few minutes of State of Origin 2 for Reese Walsh. Yeah, well, you learn that when you're in Origin camp. As a kid, you grow up and you love Origin. And, but I think the current generation have got to, I suppose, have got to be re-educated about the history of origin, where it came from, how Queensland through the, you know, the 60s and 70s were just annihilated by New South Wales and what they then called the Interstate Series. Now, in the state of origin of 1980, there's been a lot of hate that has been built up over many, many years against New South Wales. And you learn that in origin camp. And Reese would have gone in as a 20-year-old, fresh-faced kid with so much confidence but then all of a sudden you get this education about what real origin really means and why, when you're playing in an origin jersey, what you're representing. You're representing more than just yourself and the team. You're representing a, you know, a large portion of the population that have suffered a lot of drought, a lot of you know, fires and flooding, and you know, blue-collar workers that have, had to, that have had to get through tough times. Now, New South Wales are the same. They've gone through the same conditions, but for some reason you're at rugby league and origin and where, why it was built. It's a yeah, it's a it's a tremendous education in the history of rugby league, and and Reece would have gone into that game with a lot of hate under his skin for eighty minutes, and then uh, on the back of that, emotion plays over and adrenaline, and all of a sudden you've got this tattoo on your forehead where it's Queensland made, and um, and he's a tough kid, he's a confident kid, he's a really he's a beautiful kid off the field, Reece, and on top of that, he's an exceptional player. So uh, I don't think he cares what New South Wales are going to throw at him. And he'll receive with um, with open arms, and and yeah, for Queensland, hopefully he plays the same way he did in Game One, which is you know, very close to being the end of the match. I love it. I love it. It's going to be great uh, when that game, of course, starts next week. And Scott, we'll talk to you in the lead up to that game next week. It's always a pleasure having you on the show, mate. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Anytime, Duff. Talk to you soon. Scott Sattler, of course, he is part of the SEN and NRL Nation family. We'll be back after the break to wind up the show.